Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. This is the gun version. And we're going right into uh, reviews from my friends who are part of Batesville Shooter and Friends. And we're starting off today with Scott Bollinger. Uh, Scott lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. He actually, it's uh, considered Fairfield, Ohio, which is just another suburb. Uh, my name's Scott Bollinger. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And as a child growing up, I never had any experience with firearms. At 18 years old, I thought it would be a good idea for me to join the U.S. Army Military Police Corps. For the next four years, I developed an appreciation and respect for all kinds of weapons, pistols and rifles. So when Ohio passed the law to carry concealed handguns in 2005, I felt I had earned the right to apply for one. With my clean record and the training that I received, I was approved. So it was then time to purchase a concealed carry firearm. I already owned a few guns, but I looked for something more concealable and with an excellent name and reputation. I like to buy American, so I started looking at Ruger and Smith & Wesson. I looked like the looks and feel of the Ruger SR9C. The slide is steel, but the grip is plastic, giving it reduced weight but durable performance. <clears throat> it has an adjustable rear sight to help zero it in. It also has a rail on the front if you want to mount a laser. It has a mechanical safety, which is very important to me, to prevent accidental discharge while removing from a holster. There is no hammer on the back to get hung up on clothing, and should I have to deploy it in an emergency. It came with two magazines, a 10-round and a 17-round. The 10-rounder has a spacer on it, making it slightly longer for hand as you're holding it. I prefer the 17-rounder as I am carrying it concealed. I like to have more rounds if I need them. The overall length difference is about three-quarters of an inch because of the smaller magazine spacer. <clears throat> the pistol is amazingly comfortable to fire at the range. It pops in your hand as expected, but it's well-balanced. I have fired maybe 800 to 1,000 rounds through it, without a single misfire or magazine problem or shell discharge. I bought it in 2011 for $525 from a dealer. I am not a large person and the soft edges make it pretty easy for me to conceal. I purchased a nine millimeter because the ammo is pretty reasonably priced and readily available for purchase. I use Hornady Critical Defense Ammo while carrying. <clears throat> Next is Jake Balmer. Uh, Jake's from Batesville, Indiana. Uh, but I believe he grew up in Oldenburg. But uh, this review will be one of many of my favorite guns, often overlooked by many people. Let's just say if the world turned to complete hell, and you could only have one firearm, what would you pick? Easy for me, 
Remington 870. I received my first 870 in 20 gauge around Christmas 2003 at 11 years old. A few years went by where I needed to gain a few pounds to handle dad's 12 gauge. The Remington's 870 are about as American as apple pie and it ranks right behind the 1911. It is easily customizable, basically the small block Chevy of firearms and the reliability is second to none. Any shell load buried in the mud, kicked off a mountain, it's going to shoot and light up the intended target. It can handle most North American game at short range. You bring home supper. <laughs> These 870s are not flashy by any means, and they certainly let you know you're behind one as a recoil is compared to semi-automatic shotguns. It's a banger. In 2020, as crazy as the gun market has gone, $350 to $400 will bring one of these shotguns home. So it's pretty affordable price point for a well-made gun, a gun that all Americans need in their arsenal. Bring it back 20 years ago, and every deer hunter in Indiana headed to the woods mid-November with one. Last but not least, Absolutely no, nothing scares a home intruder more than a click-clack of racking an 870. If not, then whatever in your home is not human. I hope all readers enjoy this review. Hopefully this brings back the interest in that 870 sitting in the back of the gun safe. It is one of the most underrated and finest firearms in America. Okay, next is uh, Kevin Brogan. Kevin lives in Dublin, Ohio. And this is short and sweet. Uh, Kevin likes the Taurus Judge. It's great for home defense and not bulky like a shotgun. I have four, I have three 410 rounds in it and two 45 Colt rounds in it. 410 rounds have stopping power and the 45 rounds will finish him or her off if they keep coming. I have others, but this is the most convenient one for an initial threat in the middle of the night. Uh, good reasoning, Kevin, yes. Okay, next is Greg Neese from Batesville, Indiana. <clears throat> Greg starts out, I'm a lifelong shooter, U.S. Army trained, current federal fire license custom firearms dealer and my Barrett Rec 7 DI it shoots 223 5.56s I got into the AR scene about 8 years ago after spending all my time with bolt action and semi-automatic rifles along with a lot of Knight and Thompson Center muzzle loaders I was impressed with the AR platform and the mil-spec capabilities. In 2012, I purchased a DPMS carbine in 223.556 and started upgrading and shooting. I also bought a DPMS AR-10 and 308. Both were reliable and fun to shoot, so I spent many nights and weekends blowing up Tannerite. My neighbors were impressed. I wanted to upgrade, and I knew my next choice was the Rock River Arms, 
So I bought a Rock River Arms operator. It's incredibly accurate, incredibly accurate. I wore the barrel out over time, and so I rebarreled it with uh, another RRA stainless, stainless barrel from the factory. I decided after hunting with it for a while that the gun is too heavy. So I started researching for my replacement that would last me a decade or more. I narrowed it down to Barrett. <clears throat> I considered a, con a custom build, but then there's mismatch of parts and maybe not being as reliable as one fresh out of the factory. Barrett, all USA, made in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uses all quality parts. It's one of the nicest ARs I've handled. It has all Magpul hardware, which is the best you're going to find. Reliability in a short time I've been shooting it, I've been impressed with its abilities. Accuracy right out of the case with open sights at 50 yards, and in parentheses, best for my old eyes. I was hitting dead on. I am mounting the scope very soon to open it up and get some range. The trigger is an ALG QMS trigger, which is smooth and has a tight release. The sights are magful, fully adjustable, flip up rear peep and flip up front pin. The build quality is second to none and as tight as any machine part. Recommended for purchasing the firearm, I would repurchase it. Great price, excellent quality. Uh, Greg reviewed that, by the way, on October 8, 2020, so I'm sure he's put several more rounds through it. Uh, next up is Chaz Kaiser, Batesville, Indiana. I have several guns, but I want to review my Tavor and Walther because I use both in the two-gun competition. I will write about the competition later. My Tavor is manufactured in, in Israel and is a bullpup rifle, a more compact AR-15. <clears throat> the Tavor is used by Israeli military and law enforcement and by several other countries. I have a 1x6x24 illuminated scope on the bullpup, and it's excellent. Several people ask why I like it like the Tidwar over a conventional AR-15. And the reason is simple. In self-defense situation in close quarters, I have firepower and maneuverability. The finish on the bullpup is excellent. The Giselle trigger is outstanding. The accuracy is perfect. And the value is just so good. I highly recommend this firearm. So, let's see. I've... My, here's the rest of it. My page was stuck here. <clears throat> My Walther P99 is no longer available, but I hope that I never have to replace it. The Walther's finish, trigger, accuracy, and value are excellent. My buddy Walt Enneking and I started the Tactical Shooters Alliance at Coon Hunters in Batesville four years ago. The Tactical Shooters Alliance is an organization that offers monthly defense two-gun matches 
to the affiliate gun clubs. Each club member competes, completes the exact match under the official TSA rules and guidelines. Those match results are sent to TSA headquarters where a member of the TSA can, re can view them and see not only how they finish against others competing at their club, but how they finish against other TSS, TSA members in the nation. This model offers TSA members the opportunity to be ranked nationally and the chance to accurately gauge their ability and physically see in the match results where they can improve and where they are performing well. If you've been looking for something new in shooting sports world, the Tactical Shooters Alliance has a lot to offer you and your local gun club. Uh, that review was October 9th to 2020. <clears throat> okay, next we have Nathan Johnson from Marysville, Ohio. Many are no strangers to the 1911, which uh, John Browning designed over 100 years ago. It's incredible to see its design stay so popular today, even after many years of other options. I always attract, was always attracted to the 1911, and hence why I chose to select for my review for after Mr. Reedy reached out. I am reviewing a pistol, which I carry most every day. I will be do my best to offer a non-biased review and offer the pros and cons of one of my favorite firearms. The Kimber Ultra Custom Defense Package is a three-inch 1911 design with quality and concealed carry in mind. I have other options in the household, but this is usually my go-to for concealment. Here's why. Kimber nailed it when they offered the 1911 and a three-inch barrel. Designed as a defensive firearm, at first glance, one can easily see the rounded lines, serrations, checkering in all the right places, and even ambidextrous sum safety, all engineered with carry-minded person. The CDP is one of Kimber's highest line of their 1911. It comes at a premium of roughly $500 more than their average 1911, but for good reason. This firearm has a stainless slide and aluminum frame, a short, crisp, and predictable trigger. It has upgraded, including night sights, ambidextrous thumb safety, backstrap, trigger guard, and either uh, even underneath checkering. Kimber left no stone unturned when designing this package. <clears throat> I have run roughly 4,000 rounds of all types of 45 ACP for this, through this sidearm for functionality. It's not an exaggeration that this pistol will eat any brain, grain, reload, or factory type of ammo. A remarkable fact knowing how steep a feed ramp is on a three-inch 1911 is one reason I chose to carry this particular model. As for some cons, I owned and carried this pistol for almost eight years. 
<clears throat> to say that I've gotten to know it well is an understatement. With that said, here are some of the downsides as I compared it to my other carry pistols. Capacity is probably its biggest problem. Although expected for a 1911, the Ultra CDP only has seven plus one round capacity. Many would argue, including me, that the accuracy and familiarity of use with such a fine gun is better a better trade-off. That's what I've decided and it's why I practice magazine reloading at the range. Another thing to note is the aluminum frame. However, a beautiful firearm, the black paint coating on aluminum frame will show wear after a while. I can't argue or complain too much, especially knowing that I've carried this for eight years, but it's just still negative knowing how much the gun costs. In a nutshell, I recommend the Kimber CDP line to any 1911 lover. Although not cheap, they're roughly half the price of total custom 1911s. In comparison to Ed Brown or comparable, you will get still get the feel of a very smooth yet tight tolerance 1911 for less money. The CDP line comes in 3-inch, 4-inch, and 5-inch barrel lengths. I own all and can honestly say they're among some of my favorite 1911s that I own. That review was uh, October 2020. Okay, one more we're going to call it a day for this. Uh, this is Phil Hadley in Greensburg, Indiana. And, uh, in fact, Phil's... Uh, just to deviate for a minute, when I was publishing the books, uh, I told the publisher to pick. Uh, I said, I'm going to be on the cover shooting an M1A, and I want you to pick three guys and a woman uh, to put on the cover. And I said, I don't care who you pick. Well, four women looked, and they said, oh, we got to have the cowboy on the cover. That's Phil. Okay, here's his review. I own several firearms, and one of my favorite revolvers is the Rugo, I'm sorry, the Ruger Vaquero. I have two chambered in Colt 45 Long Colt. I opted for the 45 LC cartridge for several reasons. One, I think that if you have an original Old West single action look, the Old West cartridge is appropriate. Two, excellent stopping power. Three, the 45 LC was developed in the 1870s for the single-action arm, Colt Arms Revolver, Army Revolver. I modified the Vaquero by installing hammer springs, Corian stag grips, and a trigger job. My Ruger is fun to shoot. The stock sights are excellent, and the accuracy is acceptable. If you want to feel the Old West and enjoy shooting for fun, I highly recommend this revolver. Okay, uh, we're right at the 20-minute mark, and I'm trying not to run over 20 minutes, so uh, let's uh, go out with the, the let's go out with the national anthem. And uh, God bless you. 
God bless the United States of America, and I'll talk to you on the next podcast. <laughs>